This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. This hasn't been clinically advised yet. We're working on it uh, and we're working on plans to... Uh, to, to essentially allow the vaccine to bring back some of the freedoms that have had to be restricted to keep people safe. I mean, after all, that's the whole purpose of the vaccination programme. And with that, the Health Secretary, Matt Hancock, has given just a little bit of hope to the vaccinated and those who could benefit from their business, like airlines. It appears double vaccinated Britons may be given the go-ahead within weeks for summer holidays in Mediterranean resorts without having to quarantine on their return. In fact, some reports suggest an announcement might come as soon as Thursday or even possibly Monday when the first review of the traffic light system for foreign travel is scheduled to take place. I'm joined now by Paul Charles from the PC agency which advises travel companies. Paul, is this good news? It would be good news if the government announced that double jab citizens won't have to quarantine when they return from an amber country. But as always with government plans, I suspect they'll give with one hand and take with another. And so that could mean that testing remains in place. I think testing is very much going to be a hallmark of travel for some time. The government has spent a fortune on increasing its genomic sequencing and testing capability. I can't believe they're going to remove it overnight. They're only going to want to expand it. So I think it's very likely that even though it will be welcomed if they let double jab citizens travel more freely, you will still have to take at least one test at some point in your journey when returning from any country. And for some people that is still costly and the hassle, as the prime minister said himself, there will still be hassles to international travel, sadly. Yeah, and all of this is reported and alleged and it's claimed that the government is thinking this. Does the travel industry believe that this is going to happen and happen soon? Well, I think the government's in the last chance saloon in terms of its credibility with the travel and tourism sector. There have been some false dawns before. They haven't stuck to the data on previous occasions. The most glaring example, of course, was just two and a half weeks ago when they moved Portugal from the green to amber list at short notice when they promised to give a week's notice and didn't. So the government needs to make some amends, in my view, and make it really clear to consumers what their intentions are over the summer period. And that that they should announce this Thursday. Um, but they're going to have to be clear. And the problem is there's still some infighting between cabinet ministers on the stance to take and how quickly to open things up. There's still a lot of caution among some of the cabinet. And with that indecision taking quite a long time, I'd imagine there must be a huge amount of frustration then. There is frustration in the travel sector. There's frustration because uh, airlines, for example, have had to put many thousands of crew back on furlough. Um, Jobs are going in the sector. 
you're finding that companies are having to refund or rebook consumers, and that involves huge administration at cost to the companies when they've got no money coming in. There are lots of reasons why the sector feels aggrieved. And the government, I think, now needs to work closely with the sector to help it recover. So it needs to put the confidence back. It needs to give a clear signal that fully jammed citizens can travel more freely without having to quarantine as soon as possible. I hope that is from July the 19th, as some have been calling for, like the World Travel and Tourism Council just today. Um, But I fear that the government will do that from August as ministers are briefing behind the scenes. And that's still some way off, and it still means half a summer has been lost. So it's not early enough to help some companies. So is there anything the government can do right now, for example, putting more uh, countries onto the green list? Is that expected to happen? Yes, there are two things I think the government can do. First of all is to signal that they're going to move faster on letting those fully jabbed travel more freely. And secondly is widen the green list as much as possible. There are I would say from our, from our analysis, 10 to 20 countries, which could be on that green list, where the data clearly shows they meet the criteria the government's looking for to be on the green list. But I fear they will only add four or five, just a handful, just to show that they're keeping up with the data, to show they're on top of things, to prove that they can add countries. They may also move a country like Turkey from red to amber to show that they are flexible. But the watchword is still caution. And I don't think you're going to see the government move as fast as many would like in the sector. Undoubtedly, confidence would return if they add lots of green countries. There's no doubt about that. Caution, of course, because of the health implications of opening up. Has enough been done or do you think enough can be done to reassure people that Travelling is safe? Well, I think the government will need to, as part of their rebuilding of confidence, uh, create an international travel campaign. It's not just about those who want to go from the UK, of course. It's also about the inbound visitors to the UK, those coming to see family, those coming on business, those coming for a holiday. They are worth a fortune to the UK economy. And um, uh, if July is lost without any visitors... It could cost the UK economy some twenty billion pounds, almost as much as the UK borrowed in May, according to the government's figures. So it's about opening up travel far more, creating that confidence, and showcasing how it's safe. Uh, why there are no variants of concern emerging in great numbers as they thought there were, and once the government can do that, people will listen. They listen to government advice. So it needs the government to be really clear on how safe things are. It sounds like there's going to have to be an enormous amount of work done going into next year. Let's look at next summer to get people back onto planes and the travel industry moving. For how long are we going to be feeling these effects, even if everything suddenly went back to normal? Well, the prime minister, of course, said that um, it's going to be a difficult year and it needn't be. Actually, other countries like America, for example, are letting their citizens travel outbound and return without quarantine. So they have a much freer approach and it needs that freer approach by UK government. There are those who feel the government is deliberately capping the amount of travel in order to keep people in the UK. So they're spending more here this summer and boosting the British economy. Uh, It's not something that's been denied by the government. So there may be some truth to that. But 
uh, undoubtedly travel's got to be opened up. The confidence has got to be put back. You can travel safely, as many other countries are showing. And uh, I think we need less fear in the messaging from government about how travel actually can be a force for good. It's not just about holidays. It's about the emotional toll taken on people who can't see their, their parents or their frail relatives or long lost family they haven't seen for a long time. That's why it's vital to get travel moving again. And that's Alida. We're back tomorrow at four o'clock. Please do hit your follow button so you don't miss out on our news, analysis, features and interviews. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.